Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, it's Ron Sivas from Psychology of Entrepreneurship. And if you want to learn how to build better relationships, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chappell, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I am really excited today to introduce you to a podcasting friend of mine. If you were to ask me who I thought took podcasting the most seriously of a lot of the people that I know, I would probably think of three or four names right off the bat, and this guy is one of them. He spends so much time on the quality of his show, it's ridiculous, but it definitely shows. Like It is 100% one of the best quality produced audio experiences that's out there. And uh, I can't wait to introduce you to him. I met this guy out in Australia a couple years ago. First time I was ever in Australia. He runs a podcasting conference out there called We Are Podcast. And I went out there uh, originally just to spend some time with John Lee Dumas because he was one of the speakers out there. And that was where I first met uh, my friend Jordan Harbinger. And uh, then I went back the next year actually as a speaker and got to hang out more with Jordan. And then uh, Pat Flynn was there that year. Um, And then a lot of my other friends were there as well. So got to hang out with a lot of those people and uh, further some relationships. And it was all thanks to this guy's conference. And his name is Ronsley Boz. So in addition to We Are Podcast, he runs uh, one of the largest audio marketing agencies that is out there. The largest in Australia, I believe, uh, but one of the largest that's in in the world. So they have big deals with high level marketing agencies 
agencies and they help their clients basically produce audio content, but in a marketing type of a of a mind. So it's not just like a another podcast producer. They have a team of audio engineers, but also like strategists to help make sure that you're getting a return on the investment that you have by working with them. And it's again all about that quality. They produce some really, really quality stuff. So just a few of the stuff that we talk about in this episode is uh, the psychology of entrepreneurship, which is the name of Ronsley's new show, which you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. So definitely go check that out and you'll hear more about that in the episode. We talk about the psychology of entrepreneurship, not not just his podcast, but what that actually means. We spent some time talking about mental health and, and stuff like that for entrepreneurs because that's such a big, big thing nowadays. Um, and something that I've been uh, trying to talk about a little bit more openly because entrepreneurs just suffer a lot from that kind of stuff and they feel alone. And so that's something that we go into a little bit here in this episode as well. So lots and lots and lots of good stuff. And uh, Ronsley's a friend of mine. So we always have a good conversation and it's always very, very light conversational and uh, stuff like that. But we tackle some pretty good topics here in this episode. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But first, really quickly, if you are tuning in right now, uh, head over to the Facebook group. I would like, love to get to know you better over in the Facebook group. We have a really big, growing, thriving community over there. And uh, I guess the, the right word would be engaging. It's such an engaging community nowadays, which is something that I'm extremely thankful for. So once you go over there, make sure that you create a link, like a scheduling link on Calendly or Acuity or one of the other calendar apps. I use Calendly personally. Create a Calendly link, post it in the group for like a 10 or 15 minute chat on your calendar. And that's something that I've been really encouraging people in the group to do in the last six months or so. I talked to somebody this morning who said she's hopped on probably 30 different phone calls in the last three months with people that are in that group, which has only enabled her to connect better with those people. It's resulted in direct business transactions. It's happened for some of those people, but there's never an agenda. Everybody's just happy to get to know each other. So it's been a really, really, really cool group for me to be a part of and to lead a little bit. So uh, head over to travischapel.com slash group to join up with that Facebook group. I promise you it will be worth your time to spend some time in that group 100%. So without any further ado, here is my chat with Ronsley Vaz. Ronsley Vaz, what's up, my man? It's been a, been a little while since we've been able to connect on one of these uh, podcast interviews. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of things have changed. Uh, you have another member of your family. I'm not envious at all. So um, <laughs> everything's working out according to plan. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been, uh, we were just kind of chatting a little bit pre-recording here about the first time we met in Australia, like actually two, over two years ago now. And uh, yeah, talking about the, I, I didn't even really have a business at that point. It was just brand new to the online space and marketing space and podcasting space and all those things. So uh, I know that your business looks a lot different now than it looked like back then. So catch yeah. me up on uh, on what's been happening, some of the big projects that you're really stoked for. Well, um, I think the big one that I'm super stoked about is um, the new podcast or audio documentary called Psychology of Entrepreneurship. And for a variety of different reasons, it's, it's one of the, so we used to always create amazing and beautiful audio for clients mm -hmm. and the clients would pay us the money and we'd make it, but we couldn't claim it as ours because we made it for the client, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like this really crazy sort of dynamic that we didn't have necessarily a catalog in our back pocket. So psychology of entrepreneurship allows us to do that and more and showcase and be the R&D part of our business. So, and also, you know, there's enough of us that are having problems dealing with the stresses of being an entrepreneur and the balance of family and relationships and personal growth and business growth and, and everything else in between. And I for sure was scratching an itch of mine to deal with what was going on inside the six inches of my 
brain, I suppose. So I'm super excited about that. I think every week is a dash to get the next volume out, but um, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you brought up a really good point there, maybe on purpose, maybe not that uh, a lot of the times the things that are most exciting that we're working on are those things that were done almost in a selfish kind of a way of like, you know what, this is something that I know I need some help with. So maybe there's some other people out there that kind of feel the same way. And uh, I think the statistics really support what you're talking about too, man, because I just did my first live event this past weekend as of this recording. And, um, and one of the things that I talked about was, was the mental health illnesses that a lot of entrepreneurs deal with. And one crazy stat that I, uh, well, I mean, entrepreneurs are 50% more likely to suffer from depression, but one crazy stat was that 72% of entrepreneurs that they pulled for the study had a self-diagnosed mental health condition, something that they felt was wrong yep. on the inside. And, uh, you know, not psychologist diagnosed, but I thought that that was a really, really interesting statistic to say that 72% of the people in the world that are like the go-getters, the drivers, the the people who typically, you know, tend to take responsibility for their actions and tend to take control of their lives and, and all that type of stuff. Like the people who in the friend group probably seem like the ones that have the majority of things together. Those people are seven, like 72 percent of them have a self-diagnosed mental health problem, illness, condition, whatever you want to call it. And uh, that was just a crazy stat to me when I read that because at my event specifically, there was about 100 people in the room. So I looked at a room yeah. like that and I was just like, wow. So that means if this stat is true, 72 people of the 100 people in this room are dealing with something internally that they don't feel like they can talk about externally. And uh, that, that's a major problem. So is that like kind of the, some of the, the things that you tackle with this new show? 100% and more actually, Travis. I think one of the things that's happening with social media and, and with the way internet marketers are doing stuff, I suppose is there's a lot of fake it till you make it nonsense going on out there from the sense of like, I've got to prove credibility so this person can give me some of their time so that I can say I know this person and, and so on and so forth. And one sort of false identity leads to the next. And we're, I suppose, trying to keep up to the identities that we've put across to the world. And I think that's a really interesting thing that's coming up a lot. But as entrepreneurs, we have different psychologies and different ways that, that kind of make the noise inside our head, I think, harder to deal with because we're constantly putting stuff out there, right? And we're constantly putting work out there, which is allowing us to be critiqued, I suppose, on a, on a regular basis. So that's another element. And we have such a huge affinity to our creation yeah. that if someone says something about it, it can send us into a spiral. But then you add on top of that, the elements of relationship with oneself, like how many of us start, you know, are great entrepreneurs because we've just know how to take a punch in the face. But because we are, can take the punch in the face, there's other stuff that we've not dealt with that we need to look at that is just like under the surface and those kind of elements. And then we have relationship with, you know, partners and there are a lot of people who have millions of people on their, on their email list, but I don't know, three or four marriages in, and that cannot be an accident. Then there's also an element of health. Like I'm definitely on that bandwagon where I just focused entirely on the business or what I wanted to achieve in terms of metrics and forgot entirely about myself. And um, there's all these different elements, man. When an entrepreneur has kids, there's a huge new element that comes into the, the mix of the psychology. And, and I explore all of that, including 
I recently interviewed um, James Orsini, who is the CEO of VaynerMedia, about how and why entrepreneurs stop themselves from outsourcing or getting help with operations and what's the psychology behind that. So I'm looking at different elements, uh, including athletes and performers and singers and artists. And yeah, it's, uh, it's super exciting. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So what are a couple of the things that you think people are going to take away from this that may surprise them? Meaning like, you know, you, you look at that and you say, oh, psychology of entrepreneurship, you know, he's probably going to talk a little bit about maybe, you know, touch on mental health, but probably talk about like how to become a top performer or how to become the best version of yourself. Are there a couple of things that you chat about that people would just not expect from something like that, that you're just really excited about? Yeah, I don't really give any advice on the show necessarily to say, hey, this is how, what you do to become a top performer. And I'm just asked questions that I guarantee that listeners are not asking themselves because either they're too hard to answer, so they ignore it, or they start off the next big thing and say, I'm just too busy to deal with this question right now. So basically what I'm trying to do is all the stuff that we do to edit ourselves from the world, I'm trying to remove all that stuff by asking questions so that you can just be who you are. And that's my goal. And you don't have to prove to be someone else. You don't have to get better. You don't have to like beat yourself up about not achieving some stuff. Just be who you are because when you're that, you can do so much more and have a greater impact. How do you think we can navigate the line between just be yourself and be okay with who you are, but also improve yourself, get better, and set big goals and dreams that you don't think are possible for who you, the version of yourself 
that is right now, right? Like, cause we, yep. we always want to, we always want to be doing both, right? We want to stay grounded and we don't want to get too cocky and arrogant. We want to remain true to who we are without losing ourselves in the process. But at the same time, it's kind of the goal to always be changing and learning and growing, right? So how do we ride that line? That's a great question, Travis. And I, until this morning, I didn't have a good answer for that. Lucky us. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? We kind of always look at what other people have as those are my goals. Like, for example, I want to have an eight, nine figure business, or I want to have a million listeners every month, or I want to have whatever, make up a goal. But I don't think what we're asking is, what do I need to do every day, every week, every month, every year to be in the vicinity of achieving something like that? I think we're just kind of going, hey, you know what? I'm entitled. I've seen X, Y, and Z do it. They've got interviews with all these people. Let me just go and do the same thing and I'll hack my way or shortcut my way to glory. And I think we're forgetting to do the reps. I think we're forgetting to do the regular work that when you look back in three years, you go, I ran once a week, every week for three years. Now I can go and run a marathon maybe. Or now I can go and sign up for something or hmm. I can take the next step then. I feel like that is the difference if that makes sense. So kind of focusing too much on the destination and not enjoying the journey or, or not focusing on the journey. Like what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah I, I mean that the destination is only a result of the work you put in that you can kind of go oh yeah, this destination is possible right now. For example, mm, if I've okay. never ran in my life and I kind of going, oh, in the next 16 weeks, I'm going to run a marathon, that's stupid. Mm. Why is that different in business? Why is it like suddenly someone decides they're going to start a business today and they want to be, it to be a million dollar business in six months or a year or two years or three years, whatever it is. So I think we're forgetting that as business owners, as entrepreneurs, just like athletes, there are things that we've got to do on a regular basis to get to a point where we can go, oh yeah, I can go and sign up for that race. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So I think basically what you're saying is we get too attached to the outcome that we think is supposed to happen rather than focusing on developing ourselves as individuals, enjoying the process and honing skill sets that are going to take us into whatever venture ends up coming up next. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's easier for me to pay to see, I don't know, one of my heroes and get a picture, a selfie with them and it's get that initial dopamine hit hmm. as opposed to interviewing everyone that they respect so that at one point I can go and have a meaningful conversation with that person. Does that even make sense? That makes sense? Right, right. Yeah, no, totally. So yeah, we're cheapening the relationship by getting the picture. Right. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I obviously 100% agree with that. And uh, there's a big difference. And in the end, the fakers will always be exposed, right? They'll never be able to keep up with the people who are actually putting in the reps because people who put in the reps get real results and people who don't put in the reps don't. So it's only a matter of time because that, that's one thing that I see a lot is that a lot of fake until you make it people have that short-term success. And um, when you're not one of those people and you're actually looking at the long-term, it sometimes can be easy, again, getting in the mental health aspect to compare yourself to those people, look at their results and go, well, they're doing X, Y, and Z. I should should be doing what they're doing because it's obviously working for them. But all you have to do is wait them out because if they're not putting in the reps and they're not putting in the work, then ultimately it's going to show negatively on them. And the people who are performing at a top level recognize what 
somebody else performing at a top level looks like. So in other words, right. real recognize real, right? So right. you can't get away with it. You can't get away with it once you get up into, into those different circles of people. Yeah, it's, it's like not being fit and running a long distance, getting injured. And then it take, how long it takes for you to get back onto the same routine is once your injury heals. It's the same in business. There's stuff like that that's going to happen that's going to derail us. Like there's going to be, I'm using running as an analogy because I just started running again. But there are times that I wake up with all the enthusiasm in the world to go for a run in the morning and it's raining outside. And I've got to navigate that. And I've got to navigate the days that I wake up in the morning. I just want to lie in bed for another hour. And there are days that I do that too, by the way, as well. And I'm kinder to myself about it. And I've realized as a result of that, I've come across and stumbled across night runs, which my brain would have never even come up with as an option, which is weird because um, I always thought of myself as a morning runner. So what I'm trying to say is like, we kind of have this destination in our head and we leave all the other options, like don't even put them on the table because we have this weird idea that we want to control this destination that we, we think we're headed towards hmm. when that is just creating more problems for our mental state of mind and our emotional state of mind than we care to admit. Why do you think it is that we do that? Is it bad advice or is it maybe even maybe even it's good advice from somebody that just doesn't apply to your life? Like, Why, why, why do you think it is that we focus so much on all those other things? Well, I, I think it's a extrapolation from keeping up with the Joneses, right? There was a time where we had to have the better car, the better house than the Joneses and the, the people next door. And now the social media accounts need to show that we are in different countries, for example, like mine, like over the last couple of years, I'm in different countries. But it's someone looking at that would go, oh my God, Ronsi's having an amazing time. And yes, I am. But I'm not telling you the days I'm crying in the corner fucking because something did not work out according to plan and I've got to go to have all these people that I've made promises to and have difficult conversations. So I'm not putting that on social media. So someone else looking at my profile will go, I, I have to do those things. Otherwise, I'm not successful. And that just creates mm. this you know, loop, vicious cycle. Right. Right. So if we're looking at maybe our goals, like let's bring this a little bit practical here. If somebody listening right now is looking at their goals and trying to figure out if they are in the boat of the people that you're talking about right now, or if they're doing it the right way, what, what do you think are a couple of indicators that you might need to take a step back and, and maybe reevaluate some things? Yeah. If you are getting angry and you have road rage or you're getting mad at something Someone says something, there'll be a statement and you get mad at that. That's a really good sign that there's something inside you that you're not dealing with. Road rage doesn't happen because someone cut you off. Road rage happens because you have anger inside you that you're not dealing with. Right. And that's when it comes out because someone squeezed the orange. So if you squeeze an orange, you only get orange juice. You don't get apple juice. So if you squeeze you and what's inside you is whatever comes out. So look at that. And for an entrepreneur, we put ourselves in those tricky, hard positions a lot of the times. Yeah. So where is that going to go? If you have childhood trauma, if you have stuff that you're not dealing with, if you feel shame, if you feel not good enough, if you feel all that kind of stuff and you're just going after the next million or the next thousand subscribers or whatever it is that you are listeners just to hope and prove that you're better than someone else or good enough, then that's where, you know, I suppose you've got to look at whether it's truly fulfilling you or you're actually going after it to prove someone wrong or, or whatever that case might be. This episode of the show is brought to you in part by HoneyBook. 
If you run your own business, you're used to doing it all. But if you're struggling to get through your to-do list, HoneyBook can help. When you started the business, did you dream about all those admin tasks like drafting proposals and contracts and all that good stuff, tracking down payments? If that wasn't part of your vision, then you need to get HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, invoices, all in one place. It makes it simple to run your business better. Professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation keeps everything on track and makes you look good. They can even consolidate services that you already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, MailChimp, Gmail, etc. It's the number one choice for client and business management for freelancers and business owners. So save time and do more of what you love, more of what you're good at. The reason you started your business, save time and use HoneyBook. Right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off, 5-0 guys, 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash Travis. Payment is flexible and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. So go to honeybook.com slash Travis for 50% off of your entire first year. That's honeybook.com slash Travis. What's up, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick second and give a shout out to my favorite podcasting app, Himalaya. If you're not listening to podcasts on this new app, you're definitely missing out. It's like a social media app, but for podcast listeners. Follow your go-to shows, like and comment on your favorite episodes, and download professionally curated playlists made just for you. So head on over to your app store or Google Play store and download Himalaya today and thank me later really just looking at the evidence of what's happening in our lives and tackling it with a inquisitive and open mindset that just says, okay, you know what, I may have reacted poorly to my assistant forgetting to schedule something. And it probably had nothing to do with the fact that she forgot to put it on the calendar. It probably has to do with the fact that there's some sort of mental pattern in my thinking that probably started a long time ago that happened without me ever realizing it. And I'm continuing to perpetuate that issue in my everyday life. And maybe I should take a step back and reevaluate that. So the biggest thing that I get on this, Ronsley, is that people are like, oh man, you know, I, I'm running my business. I, I got my family. I got this. I got that. I just don't have time to, you know, go see a therapist or I, I don't have time to really think about those types of things or worry about that. Like everything else is working properly. It'll work itself out. But what would you say to somebody like that? Well, <laughs> I don't want to make anyone wrong. And I think that's super important because we all believe our truth. And our truth is important because we got to trust ourselves. And part of that is believing whatever it is that we believe currently. But in that light, we have to understand that there are bases and foundations of psychology that exist like gravity, right? Gravity exists whether we... <laughs> believe it exists or not, it exists. Like that, there is confirmation bias that exists whether we like to or not. Mm. So every time we say something, every time we consume something, every time we think of something, we are confirming our bias on the fact that we believe certain things. And we believe certain things because of various aspects. Either we've been told those things, either our environment believed those things, we just believe those things to be true. So those are the things that we got to question. Like why is it that certain patterns in our life keep repeating themselves? Why is it that I can't have these kind of things that, and why is it that my biggest fears come true? And why those fears are there and why can't I voice them or talk about them to someone, with someone else? So I think that we are hiding so much because we don't even know because we're worried that someone will not like this version of ourselves. And, and so we, we kind of edit our, ourselves to the world. and. 
I think that is just dangerous because it, it creates this loop of trying to to keep up with whatever appearance you're trying to keep up. So right. if someone is trying, if someone is saying that they're too busy, that is like, I promise you, that is like the number one sign that there is stuff to look at because we should actually not be busy. And I know that's a crazy thing to say on an entrepreneur <laughs> show, <laughs> but as human beings, we're not supposed to be busy. Like if you stop to think about it, we're supposed to just be. It is because we can't be that we fill it up with something. And I hope that even makes sense because yeah, there's a part no, of me that it. understands that and there's a part of me that doesn't understand that. So Yeah, no, somebody that's probably on the same page with you in terms of that that whole like hustle mindset mentality. And and I get I get a lot of that because honestly, that's probably what most people need is most people just need to work more because a lot of people just want amazing right. results without putting in work or effort to get there. And so I get the overall, like what people like Gary preach, I, I think that he means it that way. And Gary's always talking about self-awareness and knowing yourself and all that kind of stuff. So, but I, I probably one of the few people that agrees with you on that in terms of like, I'm just not one of those people that is okay with working for the majority of my life in terms of like the actual hours of working. Like I want to be doing things that I enjoy with people that I enjoy and things like that. And so I think that there's right. so much of that, that that's true that we just fill our day up with activities and things to do. Because like you said, we can't just be, we can't just, we can't just sit with ourselves and be okay with it. We have to be doing something or thinking about something or watching something or consuming something. And that right there in and of itself, I think is, is something to look at. I had somebody tell me that the other day, you know, like, no, I can never travel by myself because I, you know, I couldn't be by, my, be by myself for that long. And I was just like, man, I, I look forward to be, being by myself, <laughs> like, you know, every once in a while. Like, I, I just love being able to get out with my thoughts and um, some of my best breakthroughs and, and takeaways are sometimes without anybody else's input, just me, myself, and I sitting enjoying a, a glass of whiskey or a cigar are and just like yeah. thinking and being introspective the answers to our questions travis are already inside us it's just that we got to get ourselves out of the way to like listen that's it and the only times we listen is when we're by ourselves so we can hear ourselves and i started to do this thing like i put a 15 minute time on my phone and my only thing to do is not do anything for those 15 minutes and it's crazy how many times i check my phone forgetting that I put a goddamn timer on it. <laughs> yeah. Just, just by force of habit. Yeah. Yeah. I do that sometimes too. I'll, I'll put my phone on airplane mode for like a half hour just to like stop. And then I pick my phone up and look at it and it's like, oh yeah, it's on airplane mode. <laughs> yeah. Nothing yeah. happened because I made sure yeah. nothing could happen, but I'm still reaching over to see if something happened, which only proves the importance of doing that even more often probably. I need to probably schedule that in more so throughout throughout my day. But one, one thing that you said um, earlier about the confirmation bias that I wanted to talk about is, so you start to make decisions based on what other people believe that you should be doing, or maybe what you've told yourself you should be doing based on other people's advice and things like that. And then what happens is you start building in that confirmation bias. And that's where I really think people start losing themselves is they never take time to be with themselves and get clear on the things that they actually want to get out of the things that they're doing. So because of that, every day when they continue to do the activities that they know go against what they want to be doing, they're only changing their identity and shifting their mindset to adopt somebody else's point of view, which is when you wake up in two or three years, spinning your wheels, making a lot of money, and then realizing that you climbed the wrong mountain and that you just want to sell everything and move to Costa Rica. And you know what I mean? Like you, you, you get these big breakthroughs and because you just, you spend every single day moving further and further away from who you are as a person. 
person. Would, would, is that, does that make sense at all? Yeah, 100%. But also, you know, someone who's climbed the wrong mountain or they've realized they climbed the wrong mountain, the only reason they realize they climbed the wrong mountain is because they're on top of that mountain. So don't discount the fact that you've climbed a mountain and don't be hard on yourself that you're on the wrong mountain because at least you have experience in climbing <laughs> you can get to the next mountain a lot quicker because mm-hmm. you know sometimes we beat ourselves up about where we are because we think we should be somewhere else right and that in itself is like a victim mentality and we think it's not we think it's actually like bravado when it, it actually is like us being victims to ourselves and saying you know what i should actually be here and because of x y and z i'm not and I need to work harder because I, that's where I need to be. So it's like just a vicious circle, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. So getting into more of the actual episodes that you, that you were putting out, was there any conversations with anybody where you just had like a big moment where you were like, man, I am so glad that I took the time, the energy, the budget to travel. You know, I know you're based in Australia, so you, you traveled all over North America to do all of these interviews in person for a reason. And probably a lot of people would look at that and be like, man, you could have just done these on Zoom, Ron. So what are you doing? Like spending all that money doing all these things. Was there, was there an interview or a moment in an interview where you, where you just kind of realized, you know what, this is exactly why, this is the reason and it makes it all Yeah. I mean, a bunch of different things. I mean, I realized that I have a better connection with someone when I can see them. Then I realized that I have a way better connection with someone when I'm with them. So I decided that I wanted to be with them and I wanted to talk about things that they probably never spoke about before or they thought about, but they never spoke about before. And I find it insane that someone, for example, like James Orsini, who has research papers in Harvard under his name and you know, is the CEO of like a 1,200 person company, the president of Sasha Group. He's got so many things happening. And he cried when I interviewed him only because I asked him a question that I don't think I would have asked him if it was via Zoom. And I don't think he would have had that kind of reaction if it was via Zoom. And, and like that, I've had so many other people that have confided or gone to a space or a place where they were vulnerable enough to feel what it is that they were saying or feel the memory that they were talking about. And I think over Zoom or, or in any other fashion, the feeling is lost hmm. in the interview. So I'm so happy and privileged and blessed that I can feel with them in that time. And um, I don't know, I I can't even explain intellectually what that means, but it's like so fulfilling. And I'm I'm just so excited to do more of these because there are some amazing people that stories are, are kept inside them, I suppose. Yeah. So on that similar vein here, there's not a lot of people that can sit down with with top business leaders and, and first of all, hold a conversation and uh, ask thoughtful, engaging questions, let alone get them to open up about things that they haven't done before. So that's clearly a, a skill set that you've worked on in terms of interviewing people, having good conversations, seeing other people's side of the story. Would you just kind of break down for us like the top two or three maybe skill sets or emotions or whatever it is that that you think provide a really impactful interview? Yeah, great question, Travis. So I think that we as podcasters get obsessed by the idea of the listener and forget to be present with our guest or whoever we're interviewing. One of the things I 
so I've done 900 interviews over, I think pretty sure over 900 interviews. I, I got to find out when I clock over the thousand mark, but at three, it's over 900 interviews and three podcasts later, this is my fourth podcast. So it is a lot of like reps, I suppose, in that sense. And I don't know whether I actively got a list of things that I do on a regular basis, but the thing that I know I did not have when I started podcasting that I'm getting better at and still do not have in its entirety is the ability to listen, like truly listen to someone, feel what it is that they're saying, what is behind that, why is it they're saying it this way is something that takes time, but also is super important, I feel. Because as a podcast host, I think that our job, uh, we have only one job, and that is to get someone's story. So they don't have to be a big shot and have a big accolades, uh, we should be able to get a story from someone walking across the street. That's my thesis on, on interviewing, I think, and, and, and having an interview type show. So really, it really boils down to empathy. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, what's super interesting about that is somebody asked me that recently too. They were like, man, I see you talk to a, a bunch of different people and uh, all a bunch of different backgrounds. And, you know, some people are a little eccentric and like difficult to talk to, but I, I see you just like locked in with them and just like kind of able to understand them. What do you think that is? And I just said, well, it's empathy. Like it's just the ability to feel what somebody else is feeling and see their side of the story. And what's interesting to me is that Interviewing is a task that demands high empathy, but also one big thing that requires the same thing is sales, your ability to sell and build customer relationships all has to do with empathy. Yet, you don't see any big people training on how to empathize with people. Why do you think that is? We're selfish. <laughs> it's by design. I mean, we were supposed to protect ourselves, but it's quite funny in an industry that what we crave the most as podcast hosts, I suppose, is to be seen and heard that we are not extending that when we have the opportunity to someone else, like the guests that we have on our show, for example. So in that aspect, I think our circumstances are such mirrors to what we really need. Because at the end of the day, when you create a podcast, you're creating a podcast to be seen and heard. So if you extended that to your guests, I promise you, you'd be seen and heard in ways that you haven't even imagined was possible. And you kind of get a chance to grow with that experience because actually listening to someone and putting your confirmation bias on the side for the period of time you have an interview is, I promise you, perspective that no amount of money is going to teach you. Yeah, no, I love the way that you said that. What are some other ways that we can gain perspective that helps us empathize with other people? Travel, 100%. Yes. Number I was, one. I was literally honest. hoping, yeah, I was, I was hoping that was going to be your answer. And if it wasn't, I was going to bring it up on purpose. So anyway, go ahead. Talk about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, travel, like 100% travel. And for anyone that's listening that has young kids, take them. And I don't have kids and, I don't, and I'm sure it's like a pain to do that. But I can't be grateful enough to have so many different experiences like I was born in Bahrain in the Middle East. My mom's on my mom's Portuguese passport, my dad's Indian passport. I live in Australia. And because I've had the opportunity to see those kind of cultures, I can take the best of all those worlds. Hmm. And the perspective is so crazy that every time I leave Australia and I go to India, I see parts of India that I've never seen before, even though I grew up there. And then every time I leave India and come back to Australia, I'll see things about Australia that I've never noticed before 
even though I've been here for 23 years. So it is fascinating how travel and perspective and how someone else will say the same sentence and it'll be a joyful celebration in one part of the world and it'll be an insult on the other part of the world. And I find that to be super interesting because we take insults so badly that we obsess about that over and over again, like a bad review, I suppose. So that's why I think travel is so important. You know, what's interesting is now that we're talking about this, thinking through like the majority of my favorite interviewers that I like to listen to a lot, pretty much all of them are really well-traveled. So if you're listening to this, success leaves clues. So um, always try to follow those clues. And I think that's a really big one, man. I think that's, that's something that we haven't really ever correlated directly to interviewing, but I think that it's super, super important for sure. Well, we're, we're wrapping up here, my man. Uh, there's one question. You know that this is the Build Your Network podcast. We talk about networking a lot. We talk about relationship building. I know that you're really big on these things. I know for a fact that you put on an entire conference, which now I know the uh, undertaking that that is. I know that you put on an entire conference just to meet people, build relationships with people in the podcasting space and in that world. So I know this is a big one of your values. So do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important, Ronsley, and why? I think it's both. I think what you know can influence who you know and vice versa. And I think they shouldn't be exclusive in any aspects because your relationships count 100%, but your relationships should count for relationship's sake, not for any outcome's sake. And I think that is probably the difference. I keep very aware of my motivations when I maintain or keep or start a relationship because I want to do it for the sake of having the relationship and not for any other ulterior motive. And mm. sometimes that's not easy to do considering the amount of requests and other stuff that come my way, I suppose, and, and, and vice versa. So I think for me, even though I put on the event and I do all that kind of stuff, I'm doing it purely to maintain a relationship with the person. And I invite all my speakers and, and obviously hang out with them and spend a lot of time figuring out what they like so that I can give them the best experience when they're here and so on and so forth. So I'm doing that for the relationship and who they are as people. And um, I've taken a long time to understand and learn that. I love it, bro. There's so many things that we could continue talking about. There's so many areas that we could take this conversation, but we are running out of time. So let's go ahead and move on to the last segment here. Something just fun that we do at the end of every show called the random round. Just a few quick random questions, quick random answers. Ready? Cool. What profession other than your own do you think that it would be fun to attempt? Musician. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and chat for an hour, who would it be and why? My future kids because I'd like to ask them how I turn out to be a parent. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Audio, definitely. Books, audiobooks, podcasts. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I wake up at 4.30 every morning. I do a stretch and um, a run on some days. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I definitely go quiet and meditate. So 10 minutes of silence. And I've got a Ronsley five-minute journal that I do, which is my own bunch of questions that I ask myself. And one of the questions I ask myself that is super important is, what are you avoiding, Ronsley? And yeah, and that's how I begin my day. What is your go-to pump-up song? I don't know if I have one. Fair enough. <laughs> what is something, taking away business, so like setting business aside, just something in life that you're just not very good at? I'm not very good at swimming right now, but um, I do intend to learn. And as we get everything wrapped up here, my man, what's one place online where we're going to be able to find you the most? ronsley.com.au. 
ronsley.com.au. And please, 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 if you're listening to this right now, you are obviously a listener of podcasts. So please head over to wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is, and type in the psychology of entrepreneurship and start listening to some of the things that Ronsley is putting out. I know Ronsley, I know that he takes a lot of time making sure that the content he puts in front of you is very purposeful. And if you enjoyed any of the conversation that him and I had today, then I know that you're going to love all the content that he's putting out over there on the psychology of entrepreneurship. So Ronsley, thanks so much for joining me on the show today, my man. Uh, Looking forward to the next time we get to hang in person and uh, we'll chat soon. Love it, Travis. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. As most of you know, I talk a lot about giving value to others. This podcast is one of the ways that I do that since all the content from the show is totally 100% for free. And when people ask me how they can add value to me, one of the ways I tell them is to head over to iTunes, hit the subscribe button and leave a rating and review. This not only gives me valuable feedback on what you think about the show, but it also helps me with Apple's algorithm. So please, 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 if you have not done that yet, head over to iTunes, leave a rating and review for the show. It adds tremendous value and it only takes a minute or two of your time. Also, if you have not yet registered for my live event out here at Top Golf behind MGM in Las Vegas this coming November, then you're going to want to head to buildyournetworklive.com to do that right away. Seating is extremely limited, so you need to act fast on this. Head to buildyournetworklive.com to grab your ticket today. Trust me, you are going to want to be a part of this inaugural live event so that in 10 years from now, you can brag about being one of the founding members. Plus, you know me, I promise I will over-deliver on value and make it worth way more than you are going to invest to get here. So have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.